Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Oh, okay. And we are your (laughs) co-hosts. Today, we don't have a scheduled topic, so we're just going to casually catch up with one another, which we have not done in a while. So let's get started with that. Josh, how how have you been? Queen, it's been a lot. Um, Almost every night this week, for some damn reason, I haven't been able to get to bed until like one. And it's definitely kicked my ass from Monday to Sunday. Um, but I've been living it up this weekend. Listen, so who was it? Saturday, Saturday. What the hell did I do? You can't even remember. No, 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 not Saturday, Friday, Friday. So Friday, ah, uh, what the hell? Now that's the one I was trying to ask what the hell I did. What the hell did I do Friday? It was something big. What the hell did I do? Apparently not. Big. Damn it. It was big enough for me to notice, but I guess Saturday was just bigger. Um, I did something Friday that was exciting and enjoyable. And then Saturday, I got to go to the roller derby. Watch a whole bunch of um, them queer women and non-binary folks slam into each other in skates and be aggressive. Oh. It was very interesting. Oh. It took the whole time for me to figure out how this game even worked. And then I got invited by um, a wonderful trans man to the after party. And, um, and I was like, okay, shit, why not? I was like, come on, Ella. Ella's my um, dear friend. She's um, trans also. And she was like, let's go out in the town. She's like, I don't, I'm not social enough. I was like, okay, queen, let me take you. And so we go. And there's this whole little place in Birmingham I didn't even know about called Monday Night. Um, it's like a bar or a brewery-like thing. And um, first of all, very cute, very millennial, Zoomer-friendly. Um, the architecture there, two die for, very colorful, very bright, vibrant, atmosphere, wonderful. And a whole hell of a lot of queer people our age just gathered all over the place getting drunk. It's like Al's, but a whole lot better. Um, and I, I'm walking up, you know, I'm like, I don't know where the hell this place is, as I've never seen it before. And it's tucked right there by Railroad Park. And out of nowhere, I hear somebody say, Joshua? And I was like, I know the hell that ain't Randy. And I turn around, there be Randy getting drunk off their ass right there beside me. Do I and need to job? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean it in a good way. I meant it in a good way. And I'm like, Randy, Vince, what you doing here? Find out Randy works there. And also to find out Randy's roommate was the person that invited us to the after party. They had no idea, no idea that we were all connected. But it was a great time. It was the first time in a long time I was just surrounded by queer people. It was interesting because it's more of the like femme to like lesbian side of the spectrum of queerness. We don't usually get to hang out with that side very much. So I was like, okay, okay, I see you. The roller derby lesbians were all wearing um, Hawaiian print shirts. I saw another Leslie-Ann look-alike. Mm. I was like, what? Or um, Lance, what? I'm not certain which one they're trying out right at the moment. Or I don't know if it's like a fluid thing that they're going through. I'll have to get that to find later. But 
I mean, this person looked exactly like him. And I, and I was like, why, why does this keep happening? <laughs> and they, they were dressed exactly like And I'm like, this is scary. Like, there's, there's multiple, multiple of our dear loved ones all over the damn place. But, anywho, got drunk, had a blast. Um, it was the queerest night I've had in ages. Then I woke up this morning and I feel like a train wreck. But that's okay. Because Randy kept on buying me drink after drink after drink after drink. And I was like, you sure? Randy's like, yeah, bitch, it's on the tag for me. And did you not stay hydrated? It was beer, so I didn't think anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still alcohol. I was getting caught up in all the, the also, wonder. Also, it, I don't know. It sounds like you're breaking up. Oh. Do you think we have to redo that? No, like it's not like bad. It just sounds kind of like you're like breaking up a little bit. It's because these headphones of mine have been acting up some, oh. but I don't have any others. My phones need to be plugged up at the same time. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Well, we'll just ignore it. But yeah, that that's been my weekend. How about you, bitch? Um, well, for this weekend, I hang out with a friend most of the time. On Friday, I went to a drag show that was hosted on my campus with uh, some three local drag queens and then a RuPaul Drag Race season 12. Crystal Method was also there. Oh! Yeah, her drag was, it was okay. Like, not to knock her, but like, I understand that she's a weird queen and that she's supposed to be a funny queen. Um, I mean, her name is Crystal Meth. <laughs> method. But I did not, the, the, the lip syncs that she chose to do were just not good, in my opinion. Um, but the other queens were delicious. They were good. Um, and then I left. Did you say delicious? Yes. Interesting. And, uh, are you policing my language? Um, I mean, you're the one eating people. I ain't gonna judge. And ooh, I don't know what that was. Oh, that was my email. Um, and I think what did I do after that? Oh, after that, I was gonna get Korean barbecue, which was delicious. Um, ooh, was- what is that like? Korean barbecue? Well, it's my second time having Korean barbecue. Well, my third time having Korean barbecue. Um, it's so good. You know, you like cook the meat and you cook the vegetables and you dip it in your sauce and you eat it. Delicious. De- de- so it's de- like a hot pot without the pot. Uh, well, like I have had hot pot before, um, but like this was specifically just the grill and not the pot. But I've had both. And then yesterday, I went to an event called Gymkhana, which is like this, it's like not gymnastics, but it's like extreme like acrobatics or some shit. Um, Extremely uh, anxiety inducing, but it was very very fun to watch. Then I went and got a drink at TGI Fridays later, and the drinks were amazing. I put them on my story, um, but... Yeah, that's been my weekend. 
And um, I, yeah, besides, uh, you know, my health concerns, I have been fine. Ah, that's good. Um, we're not going to mention your health concerns here because, you know, that's prophecy. But you are getting help, right? Um, yeah. So, like, I have a doctor's appointment, not this week, but next week that I'm supposed to be going to talk to her. But I have been already kind of, like, uh, doing what I need to do to like better myself um so I have completely completely changed my lifestyle <laughs> so when I heard that when you told me I was like oh shit there goes Aaron drinking alcohol a lot <laughs> well I don't drink a lot I don't really drink a lot anyway um like unless you count like maybe like a glass of wine every now and then as a lot I really don't like even on weekends, like on weeknights, like I, I, if I go out somewhere, I have like at most like two drinks. Ah, so you're not, you don't guzzle down wine like you did in Montebello anymore. First of all, you shady ass. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I mean, you just always have been gravitated towards wine. At Montebello, I I was I was definitely an alcoholic, so I was drinking bottles upon bottles of wine. So um, it was definitely not healthy. So oh my gosh! So there is a show, and I did think of you because you know you had that bad period of your life, whatever. But this show, the character in it, it's called um, the woman in the window. No, the girl across the street. No, the woman in the window from the girl across the street. Something like that on Netflix. It's a, a long ass title, and it's hilarious. Like, this woman, I don't even know how to sum it up. She has trauma because her daughter was killed going to work with her father, who who was who was a criminal investigator, and it was bring your daughter to work day. And he's specifically a psychologist for murderers. And she was in the room with a murderer, and they walked out and left her there, even though the guy was in, like, handcuffs. And he ate her. Okay, so that just puts the precipice of how the rest of the show goes. And this woman is, like, definitely afraid of rain because it was raining the day her daughter got eaten by a criminal. So let your imagination wander. But this woman had a real bad alcohol problem, like, really bad. Like, there was, like, a whole giant bowl of corks in, like, every episode. She's, like, popping three more corks into it. Oh, that sounds like me. Sounds like me. And she's taking it with her antipsychotics, which is this is really problematic because the husband is her therapist. What? But they're, but they're divorced. So there's a lot of ethical flags going on right there. I was like, uh, what? what? And then uh, she's over there drinking her wine with her meds. Towards the end of it, after everything's resolved, the mysteries and stuff is resolved, you see this bitch on the plane. And you think she has reformed her life because the person's like, would you like like a glass of wine? She's like, oh, I don't drink wine anymore. Only vodka. And then pours a whole shit ton of vodka with her medicine. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this screams like this. It just screams something you would highly enjoy watching. Because you just don't anticipate how everything ends at all. Like, it's so left field. I'm going to have to put it on my list. I'm going to watch a bunch of things this summer um, because I have three more, three, two to three more weeks before I'm done with courses. Oh, uh, bitch, same. 
I, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to never have to take a class again for the rest of my life. Oh, it feels amazing. Sorry, I had to ask Alexa real quick about how long my um, hobo dinners have in the oven. Hobo dinners? Yeah, some folk call it the tenfold dinners, where you like throw meat and vegetables. Oh my god! I yeah, I know what you're talking about. I took a um, I took a cooking class when I was like really young. I think maybe like when I was like in ele- elementary school during the summer, like a summer a cooking class, summer whatever. And I remember we made a hobo dinner once, um, and we would like like it was like I think like maybe like a two week program or some shit like that and we would cook and bring home a dinner like every night um so i remember we made a homemade pizza we made i remember the hobo dinner we made a meatloaf i think um i don't remember what else we made but yeah why it sound like it was parents way of cheating their kids into cooking dinner that not <laughs> i mean i did learn the fundamentals of cooking so the fundamentals. Yes, the fundamentals. Um, Josh, are you going to watch the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars? I can't tell you the last time I actually sat and watched RuPaul. Oh. I think I was more invested in RuPaul when I was in the closet having to like hide the logo channel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the- I think it was the thrill that had me going. Yes. But now that that's gone, I don't really have a reason to be invested. You don't, you don't want to watch it and, like, you know, like, every week and, like, get beat on it with, like, social media with people being like, oh, my God, who's going home? Like, it's like a social media phenomenon. Like, I didn't realize, like, how many people were going to be watching it, like, season 14. Um, this If I had known that people would be talking about it and I could, like, join in on the moment, like they did with like Euphoria, I would have watched that show. I need, I need to like, I don't have cable, so it's really hard for me to do this. But I want to be in. I want to be able to like watch a TV show. Like I want something to look forward to like every week that I can like watch um, and like talk to people about. Um, I know HBO does like weekly things. Yeah, and I have HBO. Um, so. I think RuPaul's either on HBO or Paramount. It's on Paramount, and I have Paramount. Um, I'm watching iCarly, the new season of iCarly now. It's such an interesting show, isn't it? I okay, I absolutely love it. And I was talking to someone about, talking to someone today about this. It feels so good because, like, first of all, this is this is my problem. This is a show that happened in like the 2000s, right? And we were like children when we watched it, and mm. they they. And it's it, I hate when they take those our childhood like shows that were so important to us and like reboot it and it's like something awful, or they do something like like with like Raven's Home. Like I, granted, I haven't watched Raven's Home. I had to watch the first episode, and I was just like, I don't like it. It may just be because it was like still on Disney Channel and it was like it was still a like, kids show. Um, but with iCarly, it literally feels as if like. The show grew up with us. age with us. And so, like, now, like, it's so realistic because I'm like, 
it's so like Spencer drinking beer. I'm like, he should have been doing that already, but it was a kid show, obviously. You can't tell me this grown-ass man who was going out on dates with these grown-ass women was not having a drink. Like, you can't, like, the fact that, like, they mentioned sex now, that, like, it's, oh, it's just so good. And then it feels so nostalgic when they bring back old characters. Like, it just, oh, like, one of the episodes that I just got done watching, um, they brought back, like, uh, Freddie's mom and Lubert and Guppy all in one. Episode. Guppy, you mean Gibby? No, Guppy is Gibby's brother. Oh, I don't think I remember him. Well, you didn't watch Carlo like I did then. No, that was more my little cousin. She was obsessed, but like she was also like five. So I was like, "Girl, what are you doing watching this?" <laughs> you know, I find it what I find appealing about it is like. A lot in a lot of ways, I Carly was like pushing boundaries anyways as a children's show. Oh, but yeah. they were directly alluding to adult content, but they would like roll around it. But now they're like, no, we're coming back to this. Hobnocker, yeah, they were slobbing some knobs. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. They've got to make an episode about that word. We need answers. So I before I so I uh, was watching a I was watching a YouTuber his name is Quentin Reviews I was watching this with Kendall and Leslie for a while but I'm not just watching it myself and I watched one it was like a 13 hour video about like Victorious and then it was like an eight hour video about like Harley where he goes in and he like gives this like full like not even just like regular review but a critical analysis of like the entire show and the franchise and fandom in general and it was just like so interesting and i i don't know i just i tv tv is such a hobby for me i just love tv it's so good it distracts me from my worldly woes like, if people say, like, what's your hobby? I'm like, I love to watch TV. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it sounds so bad. I know. And people judge it. Like, it, like people act like that, that's not, like, a hobby. But I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, I don't just, like, watch TV. Just, like, I just I don't just put it on and just, like, watch it. Like, I am, like, invested in characters. Like, I remember when I used to watch, like, like the last thing I used to be like a huge fandom of was like The Walking Dead. Like every week I would watch The Walking Dead and I watched a talk show after called The Talking Dead where they critically analyzed each episode. I was there taking notes, taking character analysis. I was doing like I like I get into these shows. Like it is actually like I'm invested. So like it's no different than reading. Like if I say reading is my hobby, it's just it's just a form of medium and modality. So include the same thing. The difference is you're sitting quietly. Yeah, but you know, TV rots your brain. Supposedly. Supposedly. It's like that, or maybe it's capitalism rotting our brains, and we're just trying to find ways to escape it. The next show I'm gonna watch is going to be American Crime Story because the new season is on Netflix now, and it's Mm -hmm. the uh Monica Lewinsky one. So I'm gonna watch that. Monica Lewinsky. Why does that sound familiar? she's the one who Bill Clinton okay that's what I was thinking I was like she killed somebody but like, oh the crime of sucking his dick okay John <laughs> I was like alright oh my god I gotta Listen, figure like if the president offered for me to suck his dick I'm over there an intern I'm like well I'll get one chance <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, but if you had to have sex with one of the presidents, who would you have sex with? That's a lot of presidents. I already know uh, mine. Considering so. most of them were really rough-looking white men. Um, I, of course, everyone would fuck Kennedy. Uh, that ain't my choice. He wasn't that bad-looking. Um, I feel like when FDR was younger, he probably was hot. But I can't say that because he's like my 11th cousin, even though I'm not, not attached to them whatsoever. Excuse me? Yeah, we're related. You're related to FDR. I'm related to both Roosevelt's. <laughs> or your money. Huh? Or your money. We were cousins, not... He wasn't my grandpapa. Mm. You think Secret Service is protecting Obama's cousins? Well, that's my choice to fuck. It would be Obama. Yeah. Out of all the presidents, he is probably the most attractive. And I'm not saying Obama is hot. I'm just saying out of I need all... to be a little bit thicker. We'll, we'll have sex with Howard Taft. I'm good. Isn't that the guy that's stuck in the bathtub? Yes. I'm good. That's too big. John! I gotta say, if you can't get out of the tub and I'm marrying you, that just means more work for me. Oh my god. So before I got on this podcast, I was on the phone and someone had asked me like if I could if I could have like a love story trope for my life, like which one would it be? Would it be childhood uh to marriage like friend? Would it be enemies to lovers? Um and originally I was going to say enemies to lovers, but then I kept trying to think about the enemies that I had in my life, and they were either women or ugly or white twinks and then I said well let me think about my childhood and I really couldn't think of anybody from my childhood and then one of my friends the person I was talking to she said well didn't you have a crush on so-and-so and Josh when I tell you <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it together I'm trying to keep it together but I but <laughs> I tell you this crush has been reborn in my heart. No. And I thought back, I said, oh my God, I remember in high school, I had the hugest crush on him. What's his name? But I, why? I'm curious. You trying to look him up on Facebook? <laughs> we are. I'm your wingman. We are friends on Facebook. But here, here's the funny thing. I had a crush on him, but I didn't tell him because obviously I didn't know if he was gay or not. I didn't just assume he was straight because I think I saw him maybe have a girlfriend, but I'm not sure. Tell me why after college, I've and co- after I graduated in college, I found out that he was gay. Damn, you could have had the love of your life. I know. And I now I'm now I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight thinking about it. But 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 I am not dead yet. So there's still a chance for these two people from my ch- this person from my childhood to meet one day in a grocery store. And we, I mean, you'll always we, go let me finish my story. And we bump carts. <laughs> we bump carts down and out. And then we say, oh, sorry. <laughs> and then we look up. And then we say, oh, my God, aren't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God, oh, my God, I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
Oh my god. Damn. Wow. I did not anticipate this from you. If you're out there and you're listening, just know that I can love you. Everyone send him a DM and tell him to marry Aaron. So um, they're not going to know who I'm talking about because his name's going to be bleeped out. But so Josh, from putting it in the Instagram comment section. Josh, (laughs) (laughs) you will be replaced on this podcast. (laughs) You will be immediately replaced. I hope you know at least twelve percent of your following will disappear. Uh, I can bring up somebody who has a who can bring in a bigger audience. Listen, I was being generous by giving myself twelve percent. <laughs> but Josh, if you could have a love trope for your life, would it be enemies to lover, or would it be childhood to you know adulthood? Um. Oh, definitely childhood to adulthood. Oh. Um, uh, oh, is it who I think it is? I, mean, I don't have anyone that I particularly am thinking about. Oh, I was thinking about someone from your childhood. And all my women, all my enemies have been women. Mm, sounds misogynistic to me. But more of, I'm a little bitch. And there were some very strong women in Coleman County, and they used to beat me up as a kid. <laughs> Still sounds a bit misogynistic to me. Yes, Aaron, I will fully embrace a woman beating my ass for the sake of the patriarchy falling apart. That's Hooray. All, that's all I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes for the sake of ending the patriarchy, Joshua, you've got to accept an ass whooping. Yeah. Um, who? Yes, childhood. Okay, so I got one. Yes, childhood to adulthood because so my very first real person crush was a boy who went to church with us about around the same time of my little gay awakening um was he in the choir no this guy and his family joined our church and like we've kind of known about him throughout our lives but they've kind of went to other churches in the same like church system and they moved to our church and we got to know him and his name was was cute as a button i remember very tall sounds white and that's probably where i really like getting tall boyfriends um very chill and relaxed kind of introverted and i'm like yeah this is actually now saying it out loud like this makes a lot of sense um i'd be searching searching out for boys with opposite energy of me um and i remember writing in my journal and shit about them and i would have my journal just because I was desperately hoping that he would be gay too and I wouldn't be alone. That bit me in the ass because when I got kicked out of my house, they actively found my journal and read everything. Damn. There was no, there was no sacredness. And my butt hurt of all the times I was cussing her out in that journal. I'm like, you know what? Is that what's that saying? Uh, you, you're messing around and you got it. But uh, what does it go? Black people say it all the time. Oh, you messed around and found out. That's it. It's like you messed around and you found out. And I was like, well, don't be a bitch if you don't want someone to write in their journal that you're a bitch. <laughs> like, God, it's like you're a whole ass asshole all the time. Source of my trauma is like, sorry, I didn't write kindly about it. Um, but that like mortified me because I know damn well they went and told them. 
but it's okay. I was never going to go to that church ever again. Um, but yeah, that would have been a cute ending. Too bad he's married. Oh, is it to a man? Oh, no, to a woman. But his family kind of like got away from church anyways. And they're all, like the siblings, the kids are a lot cooler now. Oh, he has kids? No, 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 no. Like him and his sister are a lot, a lot cooler than like how they were. Like oh. they don't give a shit about gay people or anything like that. Did he age well? Is he still attractive? Oh, I personally vouch that he needs to get rid of his beard. Oh. If he's about the same body shape as he was, he'd be at his peak. But you know, we don't choose people's life paths. I'm sure someone thought the same thing about me. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be it. Other than I guess the obvious trope of me, I guess falling in love with my best friend, but that's never gonna happen. Who's your best friend? <laughs> my childhood best friend. Yeah. You know damn well. <laughs> I, I know a good bit of people that wish that had happened. I'm like, that's not happening. Oh, that'd be so cute. I love I love him, but he's like a brother. Well, and, um, and when Al- you're someone's friend, you are in Alabama. Her. So, you know, uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> And when you're someone's good friend, you see their worst and their best. And you get to see it from third person as they're in a relationship. It's like, mm, maybe our dynamic needs to remain friends. Josh, are we, are, are we close enough as brothers? You're more like a sister. Okay, so we're siblings. So have you seen, have you seen my worst and my best? Well, your worst is you don't love, you don't romantically love anyone. Your best is. It's not really my you. worst, Josh. I can't help that. That's almost something I can't help. That's like blaming me for my skin color. No, no, no. You asked what would be the worst in terms of relationship. Well, that that would definitely be the damper. It's like, well, you're not going to love me, so why would I pursue a relationship? <laughs> I can love you in different kinds of ways. Aaron, if I wanted a roommate, I'd get a roommate. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> You know, some people are happy with platonic forever mates. I'm not. Well, <laughs> you know, Josh, if you ain't gonna fuck your childhood friend, I will. I try to get you to. You know what, Josh? You have said this many times in this podcast. And, and you I, know, and I'm and a you kid, know who and I'm saying this. You broke my fucking bed. You know who should have been breaking your bed? You. Anyway. But you know who ended up sleeping with him anyways? Who? Me. Oh! You a bitch. You, you a nigga. That's what you are. Oh. Oh, you a cunt. You a cunt. Oh. That was, that was some move a trade would do. Oh. It really was. Damn. I mean, I was drunk. That's your fault for giving me alcohol that night. Wait, you wait, wait, pause. You fucked up the night that I was trying to fuck him. Uh, no, nope. I wasn't even in bed and asleep. <laughs> and we had just had Huddle House. Oh, <laughs> you know, it what? really didn't get very far. You know what, Josh? I just don't understand why. I really just wanted to eat his ass, but it ended up being a little bit more. But then 
I don't then know. I got kind of hurt, and I was like, nah, we're going to stop this. I gained hurt. sobriety. I was like, no, no, we're stopping this. I'm not drunk enough to do this. Did you eat his ass? No. Oh. Did massage it, though. What did it feel like? Very soft and soft. Mm. I have, like, a low-key massaging, like, kink. You know, Josh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive you for this. Aaron, I've told you this before. Many times. I don't know. It's just every time you tell me, it just makes me even angrier. <laughs> it just feels like every time I learn something new about your betrayal. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt bad about it afterwards, but that makes you feel better. It doesn't make me feel better because I didn't get a chance to fuck him, but you did. So, But you can't say I didn't work my damnedest to get it to happen with y'all. I don't think you pulling your pants down on my bed was you working your damnedest. Listen, that was me being drunk. The other parts was me working. I got him there. I was talking it up. Was that the same I party? Was that the same party with over there? And we found out that were fucking, were dating? I think so. That was the same party, right? It was, because it wasn't just us three at that party. It, it wasn't, because I remember now, I remember now, I had planned, it was a, uh, was that that party I planned? It was, my, it was supposed to be my queer sleepover, and like only you <laughs> said you would come to it, and nobody else said. And then I think you invited, uh, and then showed up later. Was Ryan? Yes. Did Ryan? Yes. Did Ryan come to that? I don't think so. I know that that wasn't the one where the girls were there, was it? Or was that a separate party? Girls there? Yeah, like. In them because I know there was one where it was like a card game. We did play card games, that's what I'm rem- remembering. Maybe I think and I was there, but they all left and then we were still there. Oh, right, 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 right. I really did lay on your bed bare ass. I'll regret it for the rest of my life. I'm sorry. There's always next time. There's always next time. Eat a, eat a dick. All right, so before we end this podcast... Um, ooh, 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 ooh. There's one more thing I want to say. What? Did you hear about that man setting his up on fire outside of the old town? <laughs> Josh, wait. Tell me why. I was literally in TGI Friday sipping on my alcohol when I read that. I said, oh, that happened here? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Do you know what oh. happened? Because I, I saw the headline, and I just I closed my... I just turned my phone off. I was like, nope, I don't have time for this. So this man followed a specific tradition of Buddhism, I think called Shambhala. And it's the same group of Buddhists that would catch themselves on fire in protest. I think. I could be very, very wrong. No one quote me on that. Um, But he directly was inspired by the Vietnamese monks that did catch themselves on fire for the social justice going on. He was a environmental activist. And so on Earth Day, he decided to take himself out with fire to, in the front of the Supreme Court or Congress, whatever, wherever that building was. It was the uh, Supreme Court Plaza. Um, to make a statement about our impact on the environment. And um, some people are heartless because I saw this on Twitter and someone literally commented, they were like, if we didn't make changes after watching 20 like near toddlers get shot, what made y'all think a grown man catching on fire is going to move the society? 
I mean, and I was like, oh, oh, I was like, that's a good point. Oh, I shit. It is a good point. Yeah. No, it, it is sad. Like, the the state of the world was so much it pushed someone to literally mutilate themselves to try to make a difference. And, I mean, we are in that desperate hour at this point with the way the planet's going. Unfortunately, I haven't heard anything about it besides that one news article I saw, so it's not even catching attention. So, uh-uh. it almost seems like it was... I hate to say pointless, but it was what? I said I hate to even say pointless, but I I'm... saw where someone commented that it's probably the news outlets choosing not to do it because of the whatever effect it is, or someone reads about someone doing it and then them trying to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And journalists are just trying to like ethically walk around the issue without inspiring more people to protest by catching themselves on fire. Well, maybe we should do something to, to stop people from wanting to put, set themselves on fire. I agree with you, but that's too much for our government. God oh, 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 I'm sorry that these people making six figures who literally don't even actually work, they just sit at their desk all day and then debate fucking bills. They have had other people write, not them actual selves write. Is too is too much to ask them to save the planet that we're living on. I, I, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. It's not like the rest of us have to work forty hours plus a week and we get paid mm-hmm. barely enough money to fucking live. But you but y'all have the luxury of literally sitting on your asses and doing nothing. Oh, get out of here. Get get the fuck out. It's very frustrating. The whole scenario is very frustrating. I just hope that someone at least clones me. So when we have to go all Horizon Zero Dawn on the whole planet and start humanity from scratch, that there is at least a clone version of me surviving somewhere. Okay. You didn't get that game reference, did you? Uh, no. The nerds out there would understand. Okay. Well, we're going to end this podcast. And as we end again, I doubt that that you listen to my podcast. But if you do, just know that I am here for you. And maybe one day we should meet in a grocery store and fall in love. I should tag him. If you, if Josh, I want you to know right now, I will. There are not, there are not many things I will end a friendship over. But social media shame is one that I I will end. I will end a friendship over. <laughs> I'm choking on my potatoes. But you think long and hard. <laughs> about, <laughs> about the choices you made right now, Jess. Just think long and hard about that. <laughs> All right. We're going to end this podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.